You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. Hope you had a great, fabulous weekend full of good times and good vibes. Got Kitten Gibbs from Locked on Wolfpack joining me today. We're going to go over the opening weekend that is not that far away. We are looking forward to the countdown is real. We have 10 days until football starts, and we are so excited. We're going to go over the opening schedule, then talk about potential alliance between the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC. Who would we love to see the ACC kind of compete against in terms of both the Big Ten and Pac-12, all of that good stuff? Kenton Gibbs, once again, joining me. Can't wait to go over these things. Kenton, how are you? I'm great. I I went home, um, had a trip to to see my family for the first time since the pandemic started, maybe even before that. So, you know, everything is everything is everything. I can't complain. Where is home to let the listeners know? Uh, Detroit, Michigan is, is the home for me. So yeah, I went home, uh, went to, went back to Detroit and uh, that's actually where I'm coming to you all live from now. Nice. Well, we are looking to talk about again, 10 days before the start of the season, we have some big games and NC state is leading the way. Ironically enough from locked on Wolfpack host, they will be kicking off ACC coverage with competing against USF. At 7.30 at home on the ACC Network. And shout out to the ACC Network for finally being on Comcast. So all of our Northeastern folks, maybe the Boston College area who are looking to watch ACC Network this fall, maybe not NC State, but, you know, your team of the like, you now have that opportunity. So what is your thoughts around NC State playing USF? Do you think it's going to be an easy one, nice get the feet wet, or will they be up against a challenge right out the gate? Um, I, I think that this should be just a tune-up game. Um, the fact of the matter is, this is not one of those situations where it's like, oh, yeah, you've got a really good group of five and uh, a lowly power five. This is a situation where USF hasn't really gotten it back on track since Taggart left. Uh, so with that being said, I mean, I, I think that uh, NC State rolls easily in this one. Wouldn't that be Charlie Strong? Is that he's there now? Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe Charlie Strong is there now. I'm, I'm saying when Tiger was there, they were probably at the height of their power. Mm-hmm. So uh, Charlie Strong, I mean, he's he does what he does well, but, I, you know, it, it's – and actually, I think he left as well. I think he's now at uh, – I want to say he's either at Alabama or – he just went to the NFL, so he's with Jacksonville. Okay. But yeah, um, I, I don't know who USF's head coach is, but – Either way, I'm I'm not sure uh, that it should be, you know, a, a big concerning moment. And coming out the gate, playing at Carter-Finley, we all know that that is one of the better places to play in, in my opinion, in the ACC. Just the energy. How excited do you think fans will be to be back? We saw a clip, if you guys follow any of the ACC football accounts, the team was talking about don't leave us after halftime. And that seems to be a tradition for state fans to go you know, have a little more enjoyment in their tailgate section and then maybe not come back for the second half of the game. And, you know, players notice those kind of things. So, you know, you as a player just speak to that. And is that something that where it makes a difference in the energy and the vibe of a game? I mean, yeah, of course it is. 
it's a little bit if you're a player who feeds off the fans it is a little bit uh um what's the word i'm looking for deflating just a little bit to come out in the crowd isn't what it was before halftime um but it is and this is sad but it's true it is a situation where you get used to it you know Mm -hmm. that it's coming you know that the tailgating is the the main thing and, and that you know you all are the game is secondary unless you're building a true winner unless you're up to nine ten well not even nine and ten but unless you're ten plus wins nine nine times out of ten at nc state that uh the the fan count is going to be significantly lower after halftime interesting enough but we'll have to keep our eyes out for what whether or not that will be a thing from home opener also on friday september 3rd you've got north carolina playing virginia tech at blacksburg i think That'll be one of the better games of the conference for season openers in that regard. Playing in Blacksburg, we all know that's another tough place. Lane Stadium is one of the top, if not the best, in the country. Going out to Blacksburg, Carolina has always had trouble. They seem to be on this high wave. Everyone's assuming that they are going to be the top of the coast. So what are your thoughts for this game? Do you have an automatic winner, or do you think it's going to be a toss-up? You know... People keep saying that this is where the the uh, Carolina hype train gets derailed. And I would like to ask those people, what are you seeing out of Virginia <laughs> Tech that tells you that? Because granted, you know me. You know that I'm not about to sit up here. Oh, yeah, UNC is a, a great team, and I'm not, I'm not ha- worried about anything about them at all. No, that's not the truth. But Virginia Tech, what is good about that team? What is that good about that team to where you're like, Yep, they'll be all right, regardless of what happens. Maybe we'll see some growth in Burmeister. Maybe Coach Fuente has you know instilled better defensively on that side of the ball. And you know, Carolina's defense has always struggled. And so maybe Burmeister, this will be his time to shine. Here's here's my problem with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Burmeister was so bad throwing the ball last year that like people keep saying he's gonna improve. Improvement on top of what he did last year still leaves you with a very bad quarterback. Unless he makes leaps and bounds to be just exponentially better. Again, we saw it against Carolina last year. Burmeister had him down 20 points. Burmeister had him down 20 points. And then Hendon Hooker comes in and gets the game close again, which he always had to do whenever they wanted to start Burmeister. <laughs> so, I. I I'm I'm confused as to uh what this what what this even means, but <sighs> I guess it's not gonna be as close as people are making it out to be. No, no, I, I have no doubts in my mind. And and if this game is close, I'll tell you this. I will take it as much more of an indictment of uh UNC than a right. credit to Virginia Tech because again, people I talk about how much uh UNC lost often. Virginia Tech they lost exponentially more, <laughs> exponentially more. And it's, it's a situation of Burmeister is a guy who is very mobile, but he is not good throwing the ball at all. The first three games of the season now, let me run down these passing numbers for you, okay? He went a total of 23 for 40, barely over 
Mm-hmm. Just barely over 50%. One interception, no touchdown. Averaging a little over 100 yards a game. I don't think people understand. He only threw over 200 yards once. Once. And even in that game, it it, it was against Virginia. That was might have been his best game of the season. But even in that game, he didn't look great. So, I again, I don't know what people are expecting out of them, but more power to them. Well, it's you heard it here first, exclusive. I do agree, though, there'll be more of an indictment on Carolina and all the hype to me. It'll be a lot of dust settling, and we can get happy, <clears throat> excuse me, for the first half. But if we don't finish the game, I think it truly will be very telling. We also have Duke playing Charlotte on that Friday and Old Dominion playing Wake Forest. Then you skip to Saturday where the big boys play. We're going to talk next here about Boston College playing Colgate, Alabama playing Miami, and some other great games with Pitt and UMass, Ohio and Syracuse, Georgia Tech, Northern Illinois, Georgia and Clemson, and Virginia and William and Mary. I want to dive into that after I remind you guys about this new great product that I happen to share with on Twitter. If you follow at Canis D. Cooper, I was telling you guys about my opportunity to try this brand new product that is Sweat Block. I can wear it when I want. It's my little secret to confidence. It's a must-have for my toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or hot date, I can definitely benefit. I'm all about making sure I don't sweat crazy when I am doing my everyday activities. It is doctor-created, doctor-recommended. Works for up to seven days per use. It's dry shirt guaranteed. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, go get your money back. Featured and tested on Rachel Ray's show by Firefighters, and it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews. If you, are, if you or someone you love is dealing with any type of sweating issues, check out Sweat Block It, it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CBS. Alrighty, we are switching gears back to the seven, seven games. One, yep, seven great games for the ACC on Saturday, September 4th. If you're into football, I think Boston College has got it covered with Colgate and Pitt has it great with UMass. And Syracuse will take down Ohio. Georgia Tech seems to be able, I think they can handle Northern Illinois and Virginia will have its way with William and Mary. But the two games that stick out to me most, and Kenton, I want to talk to you about this Miami and Alabama, a lot of talk around. You know, our guy, Derek King, what will he do? I'm praying for him and his offensive line. I think if anything, that's going to be the real storyline. Is he going to look, you know, shaken up a little bit, coming off the knees, going to be a little nervous? But more importantly, is his offensive line going to be able to protect him against the nation's best defense? That's, that's to me, more concerning of anything else. I've talked about this at nauseum, and I guess I'll keep talking about it. Derrick King led that team in rushing five times last year. Mm. That knee, that leg, that brace, they better be endowed with some goodness, with some righteousness, with some strength of whatever deity you worship because it is going to get physical. It is going to get aggressive. And I am, the thing that is most concerning about this is this is a situation that could be exponentially more deleterious than we think for Miami. Do you remember what happened to Florida State after they played Alabama a few years back? Mm -hmm. Not only did they lose their starting quarterback with a torn ACL, they also lost their head coach, Jimbo Fisher, the next year. 
ladies and gentlemen, this could be that type of whopping where Manny's like, you know what? <laughs> I <laughs> I can't do it here. I, right. I got to get up out of here. I got to go take the spot, find somewhere else to try to uh, make a better go of it, which I think would be horrible for him. I don't think he'll actually leave, but I just think that this, if if that Alabama team is with with the timeline of the air tenure and him coming back, putting them out there against that Alabama defense with offensive line that, I mean, they improved over time last year, but they were much maligned for a reason at the start of the season. To put him out there behind that line again, mm, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Georgia playing Clemson, which to me is going to be the best game of the entire opening weekend only because I put everything on Clemson. They got to show up for the squad. They have to show up for the conference. They have to make sure that everyone's really putting, you know, you put the squad on your back. And so to me, it's telling about how people view the conference if Clemson gets blown out. Now, is Georgia going to be a very stand-up opponent? Absolutely. But can Clemson stay in the fight? Can they? Can DJ Uigalele show that he is Trevor Lawrence 2.0 or his own DJ, right? Can he show that he is bigger and better and tougher? That's going to be very telling. And then Britt Venables, we know this defensive group has definitely matured, right? Last season was very simple with his defense, but now it feels like these guys have grown a lot. So there's a lot of conversation around who, what team will show up. And I'm excited to see what Dabo has done with this squad. You know, this will be a, a barometer for, um, where both conferences are a little bit because if if Georgia whoops the wheels off of Clemson, the ACC is in trouble. Mm. That is, our big dogs just got smacked around by somebody else's pup because Georgia's not the big dog, and they're one of the big dogs. They're one right. of the big dogs in, in, in the SEC, but they're not the big dog. They're not the top dog. They're not, I don't think, I think aren't uh, Alabama and A and M ranked in front of them, or is it just Alabama? Just Al- Alabama. Well, I, no, I think it's Alabama and A and M. Georgia's number three. Oh, okay, okay. So if Georgia's number three. Then yeah, they're they're the second highest ranked team. I mm-hmm. I don't know. This is going to be a tough one. <laughs> this is going to no be no pressure, DJ. One. I I mean, no, it's lots of pressure, DJ. Yeah. You got to figure it out because at the end of the day. Uh, DJ ran into a situation last year where, I mean, he's returning some very good production on the outside, but also um, the fact of the matter is simple. You, his leading receiver as far as receptions went last year uh, during his time filling in for Trevor was Travis Etienne. <laughs> you will not have the same dynamic pass catchers coming out of the back. You're going to have to figure it out and make it work with what you got. So, yeah. Justin Ross is definitely going to. Yeah, I was going to say Justin Ross is certainly someone to keep our eyes on. I think that, you know, coming back from injury, how will he be? Same way we talk about De'Aaron King. It's all about when they get their sea legs wet, you know, they're on the field. Can they find their way and kind of deliver the same way we saw flashes of them before? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just that's what it has. So we'll we'll see. And then we also have. Florida State playing Notre Dame on Sunday down in Tallahassee. And I think that'll be another great game. I think Florida State certainly has a dog in the fight. Notre Dame always has solid players, right? I think it's always going to be 
a great team, but this Florida State and Coach Norvell is trying to say they got Jeremiah, is it Jermaine Johnson? And, you know, he's coming to make sure this defense has a name for itself. You also have the fact that you've got Mackenzie Milton trying to get back to the prominence that he was with at UCF. Can it be a good one-two duo where they have Jordan Travis kind of come in and use his motors and make sure that, you know, you keep Notre Dame on their heels? I'm also excited for this game as well. You know, here's the thing. Notre Dame is in the trenches. I think that they're going to have their way with Florida State. The only chance that Florida State has here is if they're outside, if their perimeter weapons dominate. And I'm not saying they have a, a decent game. No, no, no. Their perimeter weapons have to dominate, or else Florida State has uh, slim to none chances and slim is tiptoeing out the door like Tom Cat in that famous gift. Right, right. And then on Monday, we have Louisville playing Ole Miss, which I think, Ole, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a toss-up for me, if I'm going to be honest. I think a lot of people have convinced me that I should be a little lighter on Coach Satterfield and that the Cardinals might be better than I'm giving them credit for. Malik Cunningham coming back from injury last season and not the same, you know, height, you know, height that Derek King has, but certainly a good quarterback in his own right. But do you think that there is going to be any hope for Louisville in this game? Here's here's my problem uh, here for for uh, Louisville. Mm, Ole Miss cannot play defense, okay? Ole Miss cannot play defense at all, but Louisville can't play much of nothing. So, um, there's the problem. That's that's the big issue of everything going on, because it's, I mean, at the end of the day, you know that Lane Kiffin is going to queue up some offense. Right. That's who Lane Kiffin is. If Lane Kiffin don't do nothing else, he's going to coach up some offensive ball. But with that being said, um, Louisville is is in a good situation only because they're losing one of the best receivers in the nation and Elijah Moore last year. Uh, Ole Miss is also losing a, a few key pieces on defense. So the fact of the matter is L- Louisville has a shot. Louisville has a shot. And that their quarterback is actually one that showed promise last year. Their quarterback is one that if he improves upon what he did last year, we could see this be a good game, and we could even see Louisville possibly win it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm thinking, again, it's going to be a great slew of games. We are super excited. Ten days out, there's a lot of good conversation happening around ACC football. And speaking of which, there was a lot going on when it came to the ACC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12. I am Still trying to figure out, you know, we had a great episode. If you have not yet checked it out with AJ Black here on Wednesdays, came and talked about potential alliances. It was definitely more rumors. And then you heard from several sources, some reliable sources coming out that it was very much a thing. And then the next week and a half, it could come to be. So we'll have that conversation when we, after we talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I told you guys time and time again that if you have not yet got on the board, it is your time to become a fan of Built Bar with nine delicious flavors that are especially delicious. You can get a a mixed box where you'll have two of each of the flavors if you just can't choose. Most of the flavors are 17 to 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, and just five grams of sugar. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order yours today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BillBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, 
and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. After you do that, make sure you get ready for football season by signing up for Bet Online. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Has to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is your online sportsbook expert. So a lot of talk around a potential alliance. And Ken, I would love to hear your thoughts about if that actually were to be, because you being a player yourself, I would love to, for you to speak to opportunities to play some schools that you might get to watch, right? You get to watch some classics with USC, watch some classics with UCLA. What would it be like for you to maybe be in on that action as an ACC player, or is it something that you're pretty much indifferent about? I think that it would be great for um, for these these players to have the ability to go around the country more. And I, I really hope that a lot of things about college football are redesigned around these alliances, uh, because I've I've said for the longest that even as a guy who played in in the ACC, who played in a bowl game that was in our home state in the uh, belt bowl. Well, I didn't play in it because I was injured at the time, but uh, was on a team that, that played in the bowl game that was in our home state. I, I think a lot of things need to be redesigned. I think that the, the fact that um, all of the bowl games are either in the South or out West is not exactly fair to uh, teams from the Midwest, Northeast mm-hmm. and all that. Like that, to me, it just doesn't seem right that we're like, Oh yeah, well, these teams don't win many championships. Well, duh. Um, the the playoff game was in Lu- I mean, it was in uh, New Orleans, and uh, yeah, you had a team from Columbus traveling down to New Orleans to play a team from Baton Rouge. Right. So I probably didn't wasn't gonna go well for them, right? <laughs> you had you had a team from uh, Michigan going down to play a team from Tuscaloosa right outside of Florida. I, I don't think that would go well for them. So, right. so at the end of the day, um, the, these alliances and these players having chances to not only see historical um, uh, venues like the Rose Bowl, the Big House, uh, the Coliseum, all that good stuff, not only having um, opportunities to see that, but just to see different parts of the country, different uh, universities and what their facilities look like and all that, I think it would really, you know, it it would really just create a better situation. And I would hope that uh, there would be like a a situation of pods where even though there's this alliance formed and teams are playing across the alliance, you also have those core games that are like, these are rivalry games. These are games we got to play every year that don't go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent a good idea. I, I was talking to AJ and just saying like the whole idea of traditionalism and like we've seen so many games and I think Coach Doran, Dave Doran at NC State talks a lot about the fact that, like, you know, 
we don't play Duke and they're right across the street. And I think it might get away from playing those backyard games or playing those traditional you know, mindsets and what have you. Like as long as those stay true, I think I would be for it. But it gets kind of dicey. Although when you sit here and say you want to play the best competition out right out the gate, when you have Oregon on your calendar versus a USF, that's a different conversation, right? That's, you know, CFP committee telling you, all right, well, strength of schedule. Now, if you do happen to do well, we can't argue that you shouldn't be in the college football playoff conversation. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a, that, and I think that it would help teams get national respect more um, because it's easy to say, Oh, well, this team in this conference is only good because they're not playing other teams. That, that conference is bad and they just look good as a unit because they're not playing uh, the real teams. Okay, great. Let right. everybody play everybody as far as the, the quote unquote real teams go and let's see how it turns out. <laughs> exactly. Well, Kitten Gibbs, it's always a pleasure to talk to you about football, man. The, co- the countdown is real. We know that a lot of good things are happening for the sport. Can you please remind folks if they want to listen to you talk about NC State a little bit more in detail where they can find your work. Uh, I'll be at LO underscore Wolfpack on Twitter. And uh, you can find me at Locked On Wolfpack wherever you're listening to this podcast. No doubt. Thank you for so much again for your time. And we look forward to talking to you down the line. Again, if you guys have not yet got on board with Locked On, we have so many good podcasts and things to discuss here on our network, including betting, as I mentioned before, with betonline.ag. Wherever you get podcasts, you can listen to Locked On Bets, the podcast with your hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. If you ready, if you're ready to get into the game, make sure you download, subscribe from anywhere. Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs. We hope you have a happy Monday. And until next time, you are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.